You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. On this episode of the Motor City Hypnotist Podcast, we're going to talk about music therapy. What is it? How is it done? And can it benefit you? And also, as usual, we're going to be giving away a bunch of free stuff. So stay tuned. Get ready for the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright, originating from the suburbs of Detroit, Michigan. He has hypnotized thousands of people from all over the United States. David R. Wright has been featured on news outlets all across the country and is the clinical director of an outpatient mental health and hypnosis clinic located just south of Detroit, where he helps people daily using the power of hypnosis. Welcome, the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright. What is going on, people? This is David Wright, and we are back with another episode of the Motor City Hypnotist Podcast. Hope everybody is doing well. We are here in the Podcast Detroit Northville Studios. With me today is Jamie. Jamie's in. Hey. Thanks, brother. Thanks for helping out. I know Matt Matt couldn't be here today, but Jamie will be taking his place. Well, I don't know about taking his place. I mean, you you know, you're not the same. Matt is irreplaceable. (laughs) Well, you can say the same thing about you. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks, Jamie. Thanks for being here. I appreciate it. So let me tell you where you can find me. My website is MotorCityHypnotist.com. Again, on a website, you can find my podcast page and my shop page and all kinds of other good stuff. So check that out. You can find me on Facebook and YouTube. Both of those are Motor City Hypnotist. Um, just as far as the YouTube goes as well. Um, I know that you guys, if you're listening to the audio portion of this podcast, which is what a podcast is, I, I do record all the video for the podcast as well. And those get posted to Facebook, I don't know, maybe a week or so after the um, the audio episodes come out. So take a look at that if you'd like. And I'm on Instagram and Twitter. Both of those are Motor City Hypno. And if you would like to contribute financially to the show, I would greatly appreciate that. Um, I am on Patreon. Uh, those of you who don't know, Patreon is a creator site where you can support uh, somebody who is creating something that you like to watch or listen to. And it's very minimal contributions there. Not Nothing that's going to break the bank or anything. But, you know, um, I would appreciate it. And you get kind of cool stuff like coffee mug and... Um, I don't have my t-shirt on today, but that's up there as well. And you can also get uh, early access to the podcast, uh, which is like two days after they're recorded. And you can also get a shout out or promote something that you're doing on the show. So take a look at that. I would appreciate it. And we're also giving away a bunch of free stuff stuff today. A free hypnosis guide as usual and my hypnosis for confidence MP3 download. That will be in the show notes as well. And finally, the most important thing, I guess, is wherever you're listening to the podcast, whether it's Apple, iTunes, Spotify, wherever it is, uh, if you could subscribe and leave a review, that would help me out. I, I, was, I was saying last week, I think uh, on, on last podcast, I have, a, I have a bad habit of just like pulling up a podcast and listening to it. And I, I rarely subscribe <laughs> just because I'm like, oh, let me listen to that. OK, that's good. Um but I know I, I, I'm, I'm learning that uh, if, the, if they're ones that I like and I want to support, I am subscribing now and leaving reviews because that helps them as well. well. It helps immensely. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's that's how you get noticed, you know, hopefully. <laughs> so, yeah, I would appreciate that wherever you're listening. Yeah. 
take a look at that, subscribe, and leave a review. I will thank you greatly for that. In this episode, or I'm sorry, this episode of the Motor City Hypnotist Podcast is brought to you by Banner Season. Online marketing is saturated and people rarely open their emails. Are you in sales or does your business market to customers? How do you connect with family, friends, and clients? Banner Season takes your marketing into the real world by delivering kindness and thoughtfulness directly to your clients physically. Imagine the excitement of your family, friends, and customers as they receive personalized cards and gifts in their mailboxes. Go to bannerseason.com forward slash fantastic and begin today to express kindness and make connections with others. Again, that's bannerseason.com forward slash fantastic. And the link to that will also be in the show notes if you want to take a look at that or click on the link directly. That would be great. And just uh, just as a heads up or just as a um, uh, uh, information sake, I do get uh, a cut from that or get some remunerations from that. Uh, it doesn't affect you, but uh, just so you know, I'm, I'm an affiliate or sponsor for that program. But I, I use it, so it's great. I would highly recommend it. All right. So it is time for our winner of the week. All right, this this week's winner comes from Salt Lake City, Salt Lake City, Utah. So, it, uh, long. I'll try to. I'll try to like like. Uh, there, it was a long article, and I kind of cut it down. So, right. there, this guy actually works for um, this news outlet. His name's Andy Larson. He's he does he does articles on their website and and for the news outlet. So long story short, he, he had, his mom had called him and said, Hey, I found some stuff in the house. And, and there was this, uh, a SpongeBob SquarePants box filled with change from like when he was a kid that oh. she found. So he, you know, he's like, all right, I'll, I'll come and get it. And he said, uh, you know, he said, out, out of what I assume was panic in pandemic induced boredom, <laughs> she counted the money inside and found that there were $70 in coins. Okay. Along with a, with some rocks, a Utah jazz pin, and a battery. So, you know, she found the hall for him. That's it. So he picked up the box. And uh, so, and, and then he said, I have a slightly more adult, but not much more adult uh, cup that I throw change into regularly. So I took all of these coins to my bank. The result, I had a veritable treasure trove on my hands of $165.84. The two coin jars that started it all. So, Long story short, he thought, well, what am I going to do with 165 bucks? He says, I'm just going to find something to do with it, right? Um, so he's a sports writer, actually. That, that's one of the, he, he says, one of the unique aspects of being a sports writer is having thousands of avid fans follow you on social media. I thought that one of those fans would need the money for something more than I did, so I tweeted, rather than keeping it, I want to give that money out to a few people who could use the help for the household's Thanksgiving dinner or for Christmas presents. That's what he tweeted. He got a couple of direct messages from people who needed help. He oh. said, all right, that's cool. Five minutes later, he got a message from a follower, Jeff Jones on Twitter. I don't know Jeff. This is his statement. I don't know Jeff, but he said he wanted to add $150 to it. Long story short, in a matter of uh, half a day, um, it was up to $3,000 of people right. retweeting and just donating. Nice. Retweeting, donating. Um, 
And then another half hour, it was 7,000. So total, he's at nearly $50,000 of donations just from people tweeting and retweeting. And he's going to pass us back he's out gonna in Salt Lake City. He's going to pass us on to people in need in the city nice. yeah, or in the area. Yep. He said in 24 hours, people sent me $49,330 and he never asked for a single penny. So that is, congrats to, yeah. to, uh, well, Andy Larson for starting it, but then all of his followers for just, you know, carrying the torch and building that up. So, and, and residents in and around Utah or where he's at are going to, going to get help for it. Even when people are hurting, they're still absolutely. Helping. That's that's. I mean, I like to see that, especially with you know all the all the shit that we have to deal with <laughs> oh, yeah. going on in the world today. So yes, Andy Larson and the people of Utah who donated, you are winners of the week. That's how winning is done. It is. So back to it. So we're talking this week. Our, our subject this week is a little off, kind, kind of off, off the beaten path a little bit, but, but we're going to talk about music therapy. Oh. And I don't know if anybody's ever even heard that this existed. So, so I'll make, I'll make a very long, I, I want to make a disclaimer up front, first of all, because there are, there are therapists out there who are actually certified in music therapy. That, that have certifications specifically for that. Music calms a savage beast. Uh huh. So just so you know, I am, I'm not a certified music therapist. I just want to make that clear up front, but I do use, I use music a lot w- with my clients, especially clients who are either, you know, musical, play an instrument, write music. I, I have a couple clients right now that, that will, will, uh, you know, they'll see me week to week. And, and, you know, the first thing we talk about when we start a new session is somebody will say, Oh man, I wrote a new song. You got to hear it. And it's so, so I use it for a therapeutic reason as far as, is in general, just getting, you know, expressing your feelings and, and putting things down on paper, making a song about it, being creative, feeling better about yourself, boost your self esteem. I mean, all of these things come into play. <laughs> Most singers and songwriters are tortured. <laughs> right. It's funny you say that because, yeah, you're right. Most songs come from a place of either total despair or total jubilation i mean one or the other Um, so it's funny but but there are certified music therapists specifically that deal with music to help people feel better so so let me get into that a little bit it's an established health profession it's been around for a long time um so it's it's in the definition i would say it's used in a therapeutic relationship to address physical emotional cognitive and social needs of individuals so what the therapist does is they might they might involve like I said instruments, singing, songwriting, creation, things like that. And and they also and and a lot of times I suggest this to clients is that you know if they enjoy something, well, you know Jamie, there are probably times on a song well, you'll have a song on in the car and you just feel great. You oh, just yeah. turn it up and well, you're a DJ, so you know. Yeah, yeah. You know it's it's a song that as soon as you hit it, everybody runs to the dance floor. <laughs> yeah. That that kind of feeling. Oh yeah. So even just listening to music, it, it, it just makes you feel good, especially if it's something you really dig and really get into. So just that in of itself, uh, honestly, that that's releasing, releasing endorphins. You're having a, re- a physical and emotional response to something you're hearing. So, so music therapy, certified music therapists work in all of those avenues to kind of help people express themselves and and in a lot of issues and a lot of areas that you probably wouldn't feel like that it would be 
I don't know, applicable, I guess would be a good word. Because a lot of the, they, they use music therapy a lot in physical therapy as well for people recovering from injuries or, or people who are, uh, have some, um, uh, physical limitations or, or physical pain. Uh, and it goes back to the whole thing of music releasing endorphins and making you feel better. Cause if you feel better emotionally, mentally, that relates to how you feel physically. Hmm. So, so let me, let me tell you what, what a therapy session from a certified music therapist might look like. So it's going to incorporate different elements such as making music, writing songs, or even just listening to music. So music therapists are trained. It's definitely more than music. They're trained therapists as well. Most of them, I mean, all of them have a degree in mental health and have a license to practice as a therapist, but they specialize in music therapy and they can address, you know, all kinds of things with the music therapy. Um, and just so you know, if, if, if somebody's a certified music therapist, they have to pay, pass an exam and get certified just like any other professional would. So, so just like any other therapist, if you go to see a music therapist, you're going to set out up front and lay out what your goals are. What do you want to work on? You know, maybe you have depression and you feel down and you just want to have, have something that's going to help lift your mood. Um, maybe you want to, want to, uh, work on reducing your anxiety and feeling more relaxed. They can do use that music to get to that um, uh, to to achieve that goal as well. So, so some possibilities as far as how this can help you: it can improve your mood, can enhance your quality of life, strengthen your coping skills, encourage emotional expression, relieve stress and symptoms of anxiety. Now, one of the things that I I kind of stress with my clients a lot. If, if we're working like specifically, like as far as writing, I, cause I, I, I give the assignment many times to my clients of, of write this down or write what you're feeling, especially people who like to write. And sometimes when you write it, 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 it's, it's almost like you're purging it because you're putting it on the paper. And then when you read it back later, sometimes it gives you a different perspective on how you're feeling and why you're feeling that way. And music is the same, same way. If I, if I'm working with a client who likes to write or likes to, to create music, I'll have them create a song. I'm like, let's do a song this week just on how you're feeling and put it. In, yeah. Make a song. Um, and a lot of people love it because it, 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 it lets them be creative. It lets them express themselves. And, and sometimes it's easier to express yourself in a medium rather than directly. Well, I mean, I know some people are not very direct, <laughs> yeah. so they get hung up on trying to express themselves with words. But then if you let them, write something or create a song or sing something it's just a different avenue to express themselves so that's helpful so so a typical music therapy session with a certified music therapist typically is like 30 minutes to an hour and just like any normal counseling or therapy session you know it, it just depends on what the needs are and 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 what you're looking to do and and most of these as far as music therapists go most of the time it's one on one, but there are groups out there where they actually, they actually will have music therapy groups where they have, you know, maybe six, eight, ten people in a group. And then you, you discuss music and, and being creative. And then you get support from others around you, which is another benefit of having that group therapy. So, so let's go back to the whole idea of music because, because that's the whole kind of underlying theme of, of why somebody would go see a music therapist is that they enjoy music. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you don't like music, probably would not go. <laughs> probably yeah. not going to say, Hey, I hate music. So let me go to a music therapist. Yeah. <laughs> then they would say, the, the fuck are you? 
doing? <laughs> yeah, what are you here for? Um, so, so there are there are certain situations. So, let's say somebody has trouble, and I have a lot of people with insomnia and anxiety issues, and it's hard for them to go to sleep at night. They'll they'll lie down in bed and they're just wide awake and they can't go to sleep and and they, you know they get frustrated. Now they're up for you know till two three a.m. And, and I always I always make suggestions. I'm like, well, let, let's do this. Let's um, put some relaxing music on, something that just just sounds relaxing or something that makes you feel relaxed. And believe me, there's a lot of of of. I, well, I don't want to say bad music. I wouldn't say bad, but there but there's a lot of like like relaxation type music. Not that you listen to it at a party, but definitely things that would calm you down and make you feel good and just keep putting you in a relaxed state. So I said, I make the suggestion, try listening to music. That may help you. It'll take your mind off of it. You're listening to something. Your mind's not thinking and, and going down that rabbit hole of overthinking things. Um, so that's a suggestion that I make to a lot of my clients. You know, switch to calm music. That will calm you down. If you have a, if you have struggle with getting motivated or if you have struggle with depression, Listen to something that's going to make you, make you excited. That's going to, that's going to make you want to move. That's the big thing. If, if, if you have that physical urge to want to move when you're listening to music, it's hard to feel down because, because you're, you're, you're heightening your, your senses. You're making yourself move and get excited about something. So just as it can work both ways, whether you want to relax or whether you want to fire yourself up. And, um, Tony Robbins is a big proponent on one of these things. And th- those of you who, who are familiar with Tony Robbins or ever been to one of his things, he's like, man, he says, when people are down, you can just see it in their, in their physiology. They're just, they're just, they almost slumped over. Like, you know, <laughs> just like, you know, just have that glazed look in their eye. They just look down. He said that the, and, and he'll do it at his, at his seminars. Um, it's been years since I've been to one, but he'll say, okay, I want everybody to stand up now. Right now, I just want you to give me, uh, just, 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 Give me a yell. Just yell and pump your fist. Woo! You know, people <laughs> pump their fist and yell. And he goes, no, no, I want you, I want you to really do it. So people are just screaming their heads off, pumping their arms. And he said, now, there's no way you can feel bad when you're doing that. It's just impossible. <laughs> yeah. He says, you change the physiology and it changes your mindset. And, and, and the way, the, the way I'm using that analogy is that once you change that mindset and that physiology and, and music can help you do that because again, it's hard not to move when you're listening to certain things. I, I won't admit things that I may move to. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't think of anything specific right offhand, but. <laughs> oh, da, 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 like this in the background. What the fuck is it with you? Yeah, but I probably have some embarrassing songs that I would like turn up in the car and say, oh, man, I love this. Yeah, yeah exactly. You don't have any right off hand, do you, Jamie? <laughs> uh, Labouche, be my lover. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll just put a general one out there. Like, I mean, I might hear a Britney Spears song. I'm like, ah. oh, yeah. Oh, sure. I, can get, I can get moving to that. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't own any of her music, but, you know. Um, so, so that's a way that you can change your mindset as far as using music to make yourself relaxed or to make yourself excited. Um. There is a difference. And I want to make this, this, um, uh, point out this difference. There's a difference between music therapy and sound therapy because there's actually another vein of mental health that's called sound therapy. Now, sound therapy deals more with what I would like to call vibrations and tones and pitches. So tuning forks, um, uh, chimes, 
drums, bells. It was great, the bowls. Yeah, those bowls. Yeah, the vibrational bowls. bowls. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And 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 actually, it's funny you say that because it's based on Tibetan cultural practices. It's 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 sound that's healing, and and they used to use sound to heal people and to make them feel better. So so that I I. I I'm just making the differentiation between the two because they both could be effective. Um, I know we're focusing specifically today on music therapy, but sound therapy is also something that could be, uh, could be beneficial for you. Now, I don't know in general, just from my research, I don't know that there's any certification for sound therapy. I don't know if you can just take your bowls and <laughs> go get certified, but, uh, but definitely music therapists uh, can be certified. So, so that, that, that's kind of the difference. Uh, drums, flutes, chimes, bells, tuning forks, natural sounds, running water, white noise sounds. Those things can also be used to help you. I know, boy, there are countless people I talk to that cannot sleep at night unless they have a fan on. They need that white noise sound. Or people that fall asleep with a TV on just because they need noise to go to sleep because the silence is too much for them. So, so there, there's, there, there are avenues also as far as music versus sound or maybe a combination of both. And then that could be helpful and therapeutic for you as well. Um, so now while sound, sound therapy or sound healing, it's, it's kind of a complementary or alternative medicine. Um, it still can be incorporated into your music stuff and, and into your therapy. And, and what I would say is that if, if you're, and, and it may, well, we'll get to the recommendation when, when we get done with, when we get near, nearer to the end, because I'm going to make you, um, I'm going to tell you how and how to find a music therapist. And if you can't, what you can do. So let me tell you, like, who can, who can use, who can use music therapy? Maybe you're saying to yourself, well, I'm, I'm really not a music person. I don't have any, you know, I can't sing. I don't play anything. I don't, I don't even know how to read music. Um, so I would say, that it doesn't really matter if if you've ever listened to music and enjoyed it, then then music therapy could be something that 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 you would benefit from. Um, the the, the big thing about it is going to be highly personalized. I mean, ask a hundred people what their favorite song is, you're going to get a hundred different answers probably because it's a very personal thing and people have you know different tastes. So, music therapy even if you're not musical can be useful for you. Um, and, and, and going back to, you know, relieving simple stress and, and treating mental and physical illness. Um, research has shown that music has a powerful effect on people with dementia and other memory related disorders. And I won't go too far into the details of the research, but, but they found that people with, with any type of brain degenerative disease, such as Alzheimer's or dementia, they might, they might get confused about simple things that they do as far as like, especially driving or even recognizing people sometimes. But often they'll remember a song that will click with them because it's, it's, it's something that just registers with the human brain. Yep. Yeah. Which is, which is pretty amazing. I mean, if, if you're, you know, I, 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 I've seen, I had a grandfather went through Alzheimer's and it does. It just kind of whittles away your, your awareness of what's going on. There was this amazing video of a 96 year old woman. Yeah. Severely dementia. Um, she was a ballerina. Mm. Um, and she's wheelchair bound and they were, they played the Swan Lake. Oh. 
And she, that's the the big ballet. I mean, she's like she was yeah. like a, a really renowned Russian right. ballerina. Uh, and and you, she her arms and she was moving her arms and she was doing all and they they played like an old video of her and she was nailing it. Oh, she was um, doing all the moves exactly right, huh? Just her yep. arms were doing great. Right. You could see her legs like trying to move. Yeah, yeah. It was it was beautiful. It was like yeah, you know, yeah. music just could pull pulled her back. It out just of this made that connection dementia coma. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. So as far as depression goes, there's a couple of studies that have that have been done. A 2017 study showed that music therapy can be an effective component of depression treatment. According to the research cited, the use of music therapy was most beneficial to people with depression when it was combined with the usual treatments, such as psychotherapy and behavior modification. Now, I will say, I want to make a disclaimer. I'm not saying that that if you're clinically depressed, you definitely need to talk to someone. Uh, I'm not recommending you just focus on music but that can be a tool that we can use to help you with that so definitely if you're feeling depressed or clinically depressed or have any kind of thoughts of self-harm it's definitely you need to call somebody and talk to them but we can implement music therapy in that a small study published in the journal of affective disorders in 2015 indicated that when in use when used in combination with other forms of treatment music therapy may help reduce obsessive thoughts depression, and anxiety in people with OCD or obsessive compulsive disorder. And I think we, I think we hit on OCD at one point um, on one of the podcasts recently. A 2016 research conducted a feasibility study that explored how music therapy could be combined with cognitive behavioral therapy to treat depression, with findings being promising. They went into the details of the, of the findings, but, but the fact that the, the, the results were promising, that it showed promise that it could help. The self-help group concept, which researchers named cognitive behavioral therapy-based music therapy, um, has proven to be an effective option for treating mild to moderate depression symptoms. So, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I, I go back to the whole physiology and mental change as far as, uh, I mean, it's really, it's really hard to be down when you just hear something you just just kicks ass and you like to hear and you just like to hear it and move with it other areas such as insomnia and i mentioned that earlier in the episode is that sometimes you know um there are a lot of people on sleeping aids right now as far as medications go my i i'm sure i've said this a hundred times in this podcast that's not my first option when when a client comes in medication is never my number one go-to i'm like well let's let's see what else works first let's make that a last resort because i of course i, I don't want people taking anything if they don't have to uh, but i go back to the white noise that we talked about many people find music or white noise helps them fall asleep and research has shown that music therapy uh, is helpful for people with sleep disorders or insomnia and then compared to pharmaceuticals again going back to medication uh, music is less invasive, more affordable, and something a person can do on their own to self-manage. So again, you you wouldn't even need intervention of a doctor or a therapist or anything like that. This is something you can you can do. If it, I I would say to clients, if if something makes you feel good, then just just do that. Yeah, I mean as long as it's not hurting someone else. Um, but the big thing is is if you're. Um, yeah, if, if 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 it feels good to you, just continue to do that. Okay. Oh, I got to say hi to Alan. Alan popped in a bit ago. Uh, Alan Benson, he's our weekly weekly viewer. 
What's going on, Alan? Yeah, I'll get back to your tacos. Tacos. As it must, Friday must be taco nights for you, Alan. Because <laughs> last time he was on a couple, or last week, a couple weeks ago, oh, we were on our nutrition podcast and he was making tacos. So Kendra and Matt checked in as well. Oh, Kendra, my wife, is checking in and Matt's checking in. Good job. Oh, hey, Matt, Matt. The, the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I know he'll enjoy that. Yeah. I used to give that to Alan, too. Okay, Alan, Alan. The, the fuck are you doing? So another study found that music therapy was helpful with post-surgical pain, hmm. pain after surgery, and reducing the, the pain levels and, the, and, and helping people have more tolerance to the pain. And... Going into pain, music has also been a popular pain management strategy during labor and childbirth. A 2019 study um, showed that childbirth appears to be a positive, accessible, non-pharmacological option uh, for pain management. That is, music therapy-assisted childbirth appears to be a positive, accessible, non-pharmacological option for pain management with benefits for laboring mothers and newborns. And they, this is an interesting one. So you have a baby, they just come out of the womb, they're newborn and they do, of course, they look the baby over and, and they give the, um, the neonatal pain management just to make sure that the baby has feeling. And it's a, it's a heel prick. They, they, they poke their heel with a needle. The, uh, one study found that music added to the standard neonatal pain management during heel prick blood tests, the infant's facial expressions and vitals were noticeably different when you were playing music. Hmm. Like less, less extreme. All right. Yeah. Which is fascinating when, you know, when you're two minutes old. Yeah. Well, I mean, two minutes old from your birth. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So, so a lot, a lot of information regarding music and music therapy. And, and, and like I said, it, it, your therapist doesn't have, and let me hit on this because I think this is the big thing. If, if you are, if you're seeing a therapist, or even if you're not and you want to see a therapist, there, there's. I'll, I'm going to leave a link in the show notes of of a site, um, and it gives a list uh, of all of the the um, certified music therapists in your area. And I'm going to leave that in the show notes so that if you're interested in that, you can look it up. Now, I would say if you're seeing seeing a, a what I call a regular therapist like myself, um. Ask your therapist, say, hey, you know, I'm really into music. Is there any way that we can incorporate this into my treatment or, or into my therapy? And, and most therapists, most therapists are really eclectic in their approaches. I mean, I, I don't know many therapists that just have this one way of doing things because that's not very effective if you're just stuck on one thing. But yeah, to ask your therapist, say, hey, can, can we incorporate music into, into our therapy sessions? And I'm sure they would probably be like, sure, we can do that. I mean... It, but just be aware that that if you're looking for a certified, what we call a certified music therapist, and that's specifically what you're looking for, uh, they would have that certification. But yeah, if, if otherwise, ask your therapist. I, I I I'm telling you, I work with clients all the time, either on writing. If people, especially people who like to write, I will say, hey, let's write a story. I want you to write a story. I want you to be the character in it, though, and I want you to put yourself in the story, and I want you to write this out. And and it's amazing what they come up with because they're 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 removing they're removing it and putting it on paper so it's kind of, they're kind of separating themselves from what's going on, and it's really really effective. And same thing with music. I, I have a client right now. Like I said, every week we check in. I'm like, oh, what'd you write this week? I want to hear your new song. He'll get his guitar out and oh. you know play it and sing it and 
He's happy. <laughs> yeah. So it's a cool thing. So next episode, speaking of music, so I thought we'd do something a little bit more fun. We haven't had a top 10 list in a while. Nope. Uh, next episode, next episode, we're going to get, I'm going to give you my top 10 movie scores. That's, that's, it's not the soundtrack. It's not the songs that go with it that go onto the album, but the, the scores where the composers put the music under the movie. For those of you who are, who are, uh, uh, musically challenged, that's what a score is. Yes. <laughs> yes. So we're going to talk about that next episode. So come on back for that. Should be a lot of fun. In the meantime, change your thinking, change your life, laugh hard, run fast, be kind. We will see you next time.